Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. Today's topic is a topic that I wish it was taught to me when I started my journey in the world of spirituality. And I'm going to just right into it because I think it's important for us to bring these topics into surface and for us to get the proper education around navigating the world of medicines and spirit and the work that we are all here to do. When we begin our journey into healing, our traumas, our challenges, facing our fears, our sadness, our anger, our stress, our judgment, our doubt, and I could just go on and on and on and on and on. There are so many things that are happening that way. Some of us go to therapy. Some of us talk to friends. Some of us journal. Some of us do all of those things. Some of you are starting to look into other sources for healing, like plant medicine. But I think that as we continue growing, and I mean as a collective, I mean as the world, we start unfolding deeper aspects of our society. And as we unfold different aspects of our society, we unfold different aspects of ourselves altogether. And in that process, we discover very ugly truth about ourselves. And sometimes when we discover this ugly truth about ourselves, it's easier for us to create a story or excuses for us not to face the fact of what is actually true, which is there is something lacking or there is an overflow of something else. And I promise you by, by the end of the episode, hopefully I'll make sense of everything that I'm saying. But today, the topic that I really want to talk about, and please pay attention, because if someone would have explained this to me when I was much younger, I would have saved myself so many troubles and I would have understand so many things. And it came to me when it needed to come to me. And now it's coming to you when it needs to come to you. And what we're going to talk about today is called spiritual bypassing. Peeps, I'm so passionate about this topic. So passionate is one of those things that when I understood what a spiritual bypassing is, that I will tell you in a minute, I start seeing it everywhere in my life. I start seeing it in my family. I start seeing it in my friends. I start seeing it all around it. Not to judge, but to have the consciousness and the awareness 
of what I was doing to avoid my own shadow, my own traumas, my own challenges. And I did a little bit of research, even though I'm pretty well versed in this topic, because I not only want to start bringing you my own information and my own knowledge, but I do want to share with you more information that is not just what I know. What I know is valuable to me because I lived it and I experienced it and I walked it and I can speak from that place. But I also believe that there is other resources out there that can be added to our experience to support the content. So um, there's two websites. Uh, one of them is called uh, verywellmind.com and the other one is uh, lonerwolf.com. And honestly, um, lonerwolf.com, they have an article into what is the spiritual bypassing. And that was the first time that I heard about it. That was the first website that I went to to learn what a spiritual bypassing was. And this was the first lesson that it was taught to me in my Campo training. And this is for every single one of you that are listening to this episode or that listen to this episode and want to facilitate, want to do work of healing, want to support other people. For you to know this concept and understand what it is, how it shows, the examples is so powerful. It's so powerful. Because remember, we can't change what we can see. We can't change what we can measure. And the thing is, how can we stop a toxic behavior or a behavior that is unhealthy to us if we don't recognize that it's there? Just think about it. We need to be able to bring to light those things in our life that are not working with love and compassion so then we can change them. It's so important. It's so crucial. So crucial, guys. I can't even stress it enough. In, in the last couple of weeks, I've been doing my own work and I've been working with other people and it just surprised me how much we avoid our own shadow even though we know that we got to do the work. And it's not because you're running away or because um, we don't want to see it or because we want to be ignorant to it. No, no, no. It's not even our fault. It's because the unhealthy ego doesn't want you to look at it. Because if you do, then you know. And then once you know, then you can do something about it. And a spiritual bypassing is something that... As we grow in this journey, it amplifies, it becomes even bigger um, because we start getting access to something that is bigger than ourselves. And in that moment, we make something else responsible of our failures, of our pain, of our sorrow, of our grief, of our fear, instead of us being in ownership of that. So I'm going to read to you um, two definitions. So one is a spiritual bypassing describes a tendency to use a spiritual explanations to, uh, to avoid complex psychological issues. One that is very common, and I think a lot of you that are listening will be familiar with it, is this happened because it was meant to happen. Or 
God made this happen? Or how many of us, including myself, I was late to the meeting because it's Mercury retrograde. Or another example is a woman is angry and upset about something that someone else has done. When she tries to share her feelings, her friends tell her to stop being so negative. So there, there are so many different ways for us to use a spiritual bypassing, which is crazy because sometimes we do it without even realizing it. Sometimes I do it without realizing it. Even though I have a lot of awareness around this topic, sometimes I find myself still spiritual bypassing my things. And it's something that I get to keep myself in check every single day. Another definition is a spiritual bypassing is a very persistent shadow of your spirituality manifesting in many forms, often without being acknowledged. So that's also a spiritual bypassing. Sometimes it's shadow aspects of ourselves that we don't acknowledge and we put the responsibility in something bigger than ourselves. I have a life example. Very recent, I was talking to my mother and I was with her on the phone and my mom is very religious. She is extremely uh, devoted to God and Christianity. And um, since I was a little girl, she always been like hand to hand with God and God is everything. God is old. And that's what she believes. And I respect her beliefs. And in the last few years, she's been going through like a rocky experience relationship with her beliefs and religion. But just recently she like came back super strong to her religion and to God and all of those things. And she's going through a tough time in her life at the moment. And I was with her on the phone And as she was communicating with me and she was talking, she said, Jimena, it's okay if I fail because that means that God allow it to happen. And as soon as I've heard that, I was like, whoa. I was like, mom, pause. <laughs> I need to pause you right there. She's like, why? Why do you need to pause me? And I was like, mom, because... You're putting God as the person that is responsible of your failure. You said, and I quote, if I fail, it's okay because God made it happen. And I told my mom, I said, mom, that is not okay. Because you are putting your failure into something that is outside of you. And peeps, when we put anything that we do, any choice, any decision, any consequence, any action, anything at all, you put it outside of you, that means that you didn't have a choice. And I don't know about you, but I want to live in a world where I have a choice of every decision that I make, good or bad, but at least I created that. I'm responsible of my own world. I'm responsible of my feelings. I'm responsible of my responses. So 
I said my mom, my mom was like, wait, 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 hold on. I don't understand, but God creates everything and does everything. And I said, mom, I'm not, I'm not saying that God doesn't have the power to create an experience or to create everything else. Of course, he's God. It's God. <laughs> it has all the power, but God also gave us free will. So as a result, your failures are your own. So I said, you can say something like this. I said, you could say, it's okay if I fail because I have the power in me and the support of my God to help me lift up from my failure. So now you're saying that you are responsible of your failure and that you have the power to overcome your failure and that your God is there to support you. Because at the end of the day, the universe, God, Jesus, Mother Mary, Buddha, Isis, whoever, whatever is that you believe in, I think that they're there to support us and, and give us the tools that we need for us to overcome challenges in our life. But they're not here to fix us. They're not here to um, to change us. They're, they're here to support us, to be a tool in our tool bill for us to overcome and to live the life that we came here to live. So when we talk about this topic, something that is really interesting about spiritual bypassing is the different types of spiritual bypassing. So yeah, my friend, there are a ton of types of spiritual bypassing. Um, when I read this article and I learned all of them, I was like, damn, I totally have done more than one in my life. And sometimes I still do. And like I said to everybody before, it's okay. It's so okay for us to fall into these traps because the unhealthy ego is very, very, very smart. And, you know, rewriting our history, rewriting our beliefs, um, our thoughts, it's not easy. I mean, think about it, right? You've been believing something or we have been believing something for what, 30, 40 20 years, that's a long time believing something that doesn't serve us, thinking of something that doesn't serve us. So to be able to change it in like a blink of an eye, to me personally, is an illusion. It's like me going to the gym and say, you know what? I'm going to squat 245 pounds today right now, put those plates on. Do you think I'm going to be able to squat 245 pounds? No, no, because if I haven't worked my body to get to that place, as soon as I'm, I put on that bench and that weight is on my back, either I'm going to fall, I'm going to hurt myself, or I'm just not going to be able to move. But I'm telling you, I'm not going to be able to do a squat. Because I haven't exercised my muscles to get to that level for me to lift that weight. And the same thing is spiritually 
and mentally. All of these things that we're doing, healing, um, letting go of our traumas, um, changing the way we view the world, these are muscles that we're just starting to understand how they work. First of all, you're, we're just starting to understand how it works to just be. I don't know how many of you that are listening struggle with just being, but I struggle with that for a long time, especially when I realize that my life was all about the doing. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do that. I need to do that. And I have checklists and I have express sheets and I have whiteboards and I always make sure that I get all my things done. And But then someone came to tell me and said, Jimena, what about being? Do you know how to be? At that moment, I said, what do you mean? What does that mean? Just to be. And the person said, just exist. Be you. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, but how do I do it? <laughs> you see? You see exactly where I went? Instantly. Okay, well, give me a checklist to be. <laughs> it just, it cracks me up. Back then it was really frustrating, but now it really makes me laugh. Because my muscle of doing, of executing, because my worth was tied to my doing. <laughs> so it, it was so rigid that for me to like shift my mindset to be in a place of executing from being and from my heart, it was so unknown. I never knew. No one taught me. No one told me how to do it. No one shared with me that experience. And honestly, is one of those experiences that you can read as many books as you want. You can go as many trainings as you want. And the moment that you understand what does it mean to be is when you experience it in your body. At least that was for me. The moment that I knew in my body how to be, how it felt, that's when something activated. And I said, oh, this is what they're talking about. This is what it means to be. And then now I get to practice it because guess what's going to happen if I don't? I'm going to forget. Everything that we do, everything, absolutely everything needs to become a practice for it to become organic, to become masterful. Is the way it works. If you want to be good at meditating, you just need to meditate every single day. If you want to be good at playing music, then you get to find an instrument and play it every single day. Everything that we do from physical to mental to spiritual, if we want to become better at it, what is required from us is to put a little bit of effort every single day so then we can see the result. Anyhow, going back to the types of spiritual bypassing. So we're going to talk about the first type of a spiritual bypassing. I'm sure that a lot of you out there have heard of this spiritual bypassing, are familiar with it. It's one of my favorites. It's called the optimistic bypasser. And how many of you have come across people that are always focused on the positive, that they see the glass has full all the time. It doesn't matter what happened in their lives. 
their house can be burning down. Um, her bank account can be completely empty. Their significant other left them or cheated on them. They just kind of like live life in a way where they're just, they don't, they don't let a frog get them down. They're just like super cheerio, which you will ask, Jimena, but there is nothing wrong with that. I mean, don't we want to live in a world where people are constantly seeing the glass half full? Wouldn't the world be a better place if we are all optimistic and we kind of like see the world from a place of positive, like of being positive? Yeah, but there is this thing that exists because polarities are part of universal rules and is for a positive there is always a negative right we have daylight we have nighttime we have light we have dark there is always that polarity so what happens with a person that falls into the optimistic bypasser is that they don't give themselves the permission to experience their negative emotions. And I say negative because I want to create the distinction from joy, bliss, love, compassion, to sadness, anger, fear, judgment, jealousy, hate. Not that they're bad. Please hear me out. Those emotions are not bad. They're not. They're not bad. They're, they're, they're actually there to teach us. They're teachers. Those emotions that we carry so heavy in our heart and in our back or in our hips or in our throat, they're there because they're there to teach us something. They're there to educate us. They're there to show us where is the light missing in our life. So when you fall into this bypasser and you don't give yourself the permission to sit with your emotions that are not so much of the fun side, then you mask and you mask and you mask and you mask and you mask. And then some of you, at least I do, I know someone in my life that they're always living their life, their glass half full but in their lives is there is so much chaos they have high blood pressure and in their life when they experience heartache they don't even address it they don't sit with themselves and they don't allow themselves to feel the pain and the grief that comes from someone doing something that makes you feel a certain way not because that person made you feel that way, but because there is something in you that got triggered that had you feel that way. And if you don't allow yourself to sit with those experiences and visualize, okay, where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this way? Then, then you are completely chopping your healing experience. I'm going to give you an example. The other day, my partner and I got into an argument. And I was really mad. 
and we kind of were talking about it. And then he said to me, I don't understand why is this such a big deal to you? It doesn't have to be. It's like, we could just, you know, we still have time. We can still do the things that you wanted to do. Like, just, can you just please see the positive aspect of the situation and see that like, we still have time. Like there is no point for us to go down this rabbit hole. And a part of me was like, no, I'm not feeling okay. Sometimes, honestly, guys, I'm not much of a um, half full. <laughs> Sometimes I'm the opposite, but but that's besides the point. So, and I sat with it. I sat with the feeling. I sat with the discomfort that the both of us were having. We went out for a walk. It was a very uncomfortable walk, but I'm so grateful that I didn't give into the optimism of seeing the opposite side of that experience. Because in that moment, while I was sitting with this shadow, this part of me, that it was like eating me inside. And honestly, guys, what happened, it wasn't that big of a deal. If you want me to be honest, it was not. But for me, it felt that big of a deal. And it felt that big of a deal because it triggered an abandonment wound in me that I had very little awareness of. Very little awareness. But this whole situation, because I allowed myself to sit with it, it opened up this realization of this abandonment wood that I have, that I get to work on, so then these things don't happen to me. So I hope that you are starting to understand the difference between seeing the positive in life and then using seeing the positive in life to avoid to sit to avoid sitting with uncomfortable experiences because sitting with uncomfortable experience there is value there is a ton of value so moving on oh yeah it's called the aggrandisement bypasser you guys will be like aggrandisement bypasser hmm and those types of bypasser and those who seek to feel enlightened and superior are somehow more awakened in their spiritual development than others, right? These are the ones that claim to have reached a certain spiritual COVID milestone in their type of like self-dissolution that some spiritual seekers use as a way of masking their perception and they're like more commonly now as like people that are like kundalini awaking or yogis or gurus or shamans that are not shamans and one of the reasons why they do that is also to to make some good money too so i don't know about you but i've met a handful of people like that in the medicine world and in the spiritual community and i don't think it's their fault I think that as we continue to grow and expand ourselves in in this in this realm or this world of of medicine and healing as I said before your unhealthy ego is always learning it's not like you're like oof I resolved that issue I'm done your unhealthy ego is there with you is learning everything that you're doing that's why when we want to work with 
plant medicine or we want to work as healers or or we want to work as counselors, coaches, whatever it is that gives service to another human for them to do their own healing, we get to watch our ego. So in this particular bypasser, they use their experience, they use their titles as a excuse for them to be the way that they are. And that ain't cool. It's like me as a Campbell practitioner coming to my client and then tell my client that I know more about this medicine that he could ever known and that he has to listen to everything that I say because he has nothing and I know everything because I'm misnot at all in the topic of Campbell. Who am I to do that? Yes, I got training. Yes, I sit with the frog every two weeks. Uh, yes, I've been doing this for almost three years. But it doesn't give me any right to look down at someone that has minimal experience in this realm that I do. It doesn't. So for those of you that work with medicines, for those of you that help other people, if you ever find yourself claiming that you have reached certain level of spirituality or that you are enlightenment or things like that, just watch yourself. Just watch yourself and be very, very mindful of the behaviors and attitudes that you have towards others. Because as healers, as curanderos, as facilitators, as people that are here to help others, that should never be the case. We get to lead with humility and humbleness. So then we can actually continue learning. Okay? Huh. Oh, this one is very, very common. And this one is uh, the victim bypasser. The victim bypasser. When someone becomes a victim of their gifts. Ooh. How many of us have done that? It's like, oh, I can't, I can't stop listening to what they're saying. Oh, no, no, no. I'm so sensitive that when I enter a space and I feel the negative energy, I must walk away. I don't that. Oh, I'm so empathic. I feel everything. Oh, I can I cannot hear people's thoughts, right? I mean, I've done that when I first started my journey. I remember I was with my partner three years ago, and one of the biggest challenges that we had was that I was able to sense what he was feeling and what he was thinking. It was the, the most interesting experience that I've had because that was never the case until I started realizing the abilities that we all have in terms of psychically connecting to others, especially those that we love. And it was kind of like I would, I would tune into a frequency of, 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 of him, of his, and then I would just have this knowing in me where I'm just like, oh, I know this is happening. And especially as women, come on, we, we really have like this sixth sense that we feel that we know everything. It's like, we know everything. Uh, so, you know, one time we were, we were having a fight and I said, I can't control my ability of knowing what you're thinking. It's like, it's just part of me. Lies. I was lying to myself. Not because... I knew I was lying to myself because I didn't, but because I didn't know any better that I have full ownership 
of my being, of my capabilities, of what I can do. Of course, how would I how would I know? How would I know back then? I was a victim to my abilities. I was a victim to what I was capable of because I didn't know any better. And then I learned and I realized, ooh, wait a second. I do I do have control. I could totally choose not to tune in into another person and like invade their space. That is like the same thing, right? In the physical world, right? Like if I were to translate this into the physical world, it could be something like, well, I didn't eat all day because I was waiting for you to come for us to eat together. It's your fault that I didn't have any food. So now I'm a victim to that person completely. But the question is, is that true? No, it's not. You chose not to eat. You chose to wait for that person. Every single choice was yours to make. You could have eaten without them. And if the person came in and they were like, wait, why did you eat without me? You can simply say, because I was hungry. But sometimes when we want to be victims to our stories, is we really kind of like attach ourselves to that need of like, no, but, but what, what if I, what if I don't eat with that person? O sea, I mean, they're going to feel so bad and I don't want them to feel bad. Now with that in mind, the reason why you're waiting for that person is not for that person to feel good about you waiting for them, but it's about you feeling good that you waiting for them and waiting for them to praise you for you to do that sacrifice. And then you have something to look at because that right there is you are doing something for someone else because you want something in return, not because you truly mean it. So really important with the victim bypasser, just again, check yourself and be mindful of not following into this trap. Like other labels like being clairvoyant or an indigo child or a star seed or a gifter healer and so on, right? When we start opening ourselves to this world of spirituality and having multiple like psychic gifts and things like that, we kind of like think that we that we are at the mercy of disabilities and that's not true you could manage them and you can learn how to work with them like you know how to work with your body it's like think about it as a child you don't know how to walk you don't even know how to crawl imagine like as a child is like <laughs> i can't i can't i can't go out because i can't walk and, and then being a whole victim about not being able to walk but you can learn you can learn how to walk and then you can go out. And the same thing is with our spiritual abilities. So don't be a victim to your gifts. Don't do that. Check this one out. The psychonaut bypasser. We are starting to get a lot of those um, in this new market of plant medicine. Uh, many spiritual seekers explore the frontiers of the mind and the soul and reality through the use of psychedelic drugs, such as ayahuasca, psilocybin, 
mescaline, bufo, LSD, DMT. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on and on and on, right? And while the psychoactive substances are a fascinating way of exploring reality and going deeper into your traumas, they can often be used as an escape of the daily life and avoid commitment to the personal development and the soul work. So be very careful for those of you that are listening to this and you guys work with psychedelics a lot. Do your integration. Have a ton of grounding practices. And if you're noticing that you're doing it to avoid your reality, then you're probably bypassing your work and you're bypassing your life. And that is something that you really need to look at because then you are not using the medicines. You're abusing them. And when you go to that place of abusing the medicines, then you're robbing yourself from your healing experience. Remember, a ceremony can take weeks, months, even years to integrate. And if you do a ceremony and you haven't integrated the work in that ceremony, then give yourself time to integrate before you come back. It will be so much more profound and much more powerful when you do the work and then you come back versus not doing the work and expecting the medicine, the plan to do the work for you. And also, is this respectful too to the plant, to the medicine? Think about it this way. Think about you are helping somebody heal a trauma or a disability, anything at all. This person comes to you and says, hey, I need you to help me heal this. Can you please help me? And you're like, for sure, totally. You help them. You give them the tools. You share your knowledge. You kind of open the gate for them to walk through. But guess what? They don't use your tools. They don't adopt your knowledge and they don't walk through. And then two weeks later, they come back and they ask you for the same thing. They say, hey, can you help me? And you're like, sure. Then you're like, okay, how come the last time this didn't work? What was missing? And you really invest time in them. You put all your energy, all your efforts, absolutely everything. And then time passes. And then you find yourself continuously working with this person with the same trauma, with the same issue, to realize that in reality, when they leave your space, they're not doing the work for them to integrate and to adopt the information that will help them overcome their trauma. At that point, how will that make you feel? You invest the time, energy, resources, and this person is not taking their healing serious as you are. That is extremely disrespectful. And that's what the psychonaut bypasser does. It constantly comes back because it doesn't want to do the integration. They don't want to do the work that actually will help them transform their lives. Or sometimes, like he says, completely checked out. So be very mindful of that. Fantastic, everybody. So this was uh, part one of our spiritual bypassing episode. Um, there is a total of 10 spiritual bypassings that I'm aware of and that I know. So in this episode, you 
listen to five of them. On our next episode, we're going to continue with the other five of them, and then I will wrap up both episodes in that one. So please come back to our second episode of Spiritual Bypassing so then you can learn about the rest of them. See you next. Thank you so much. So much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.